Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I say this is just a scumbag generation. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, welcome to the program. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. The Astros are going to meet with the media coming up in a half hour. Ooh, if you had one question to ask, what are you going to ask there? We'll talk about that coming up. And it's not the entire Astros team. I believe it's Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. I think the owner and Dusty Baker. (laughs) Poor Dusty. Dusty wasn't there for any of this. And then he's got to go in and somehow massage this. So let's just get out of this press conference and uh, hopefully get out unscathed. But uh, we'll uh, cover that. We'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Say good morning to our radio partners, 362 Strong, and uh, also our TV partners for the time being, BR Live and Audience Channel 239, Direct TV. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. play of the day, stat of the day, some Meet Friday songs coming up as well. Jameis Winston, as you know, if you listen to the program, is one of my favorite football players because he giveth and he taketh away. I'm not a Buccaneers fan per se, but if the Buccaneers are on, I'm watching because Jameis can give you something great and then he can give you something where you go, how is he even starting in the NFL? He generated a fun headline yesterday because he got LASIK surgery to fix his eyesight. Now, the report unleashed an avalanche of uh, Twitter jokes. I sent it out to the Danettes yesterday and, and I just said, oh, my God, this is too good. And Paulie thought it was the onion. It was a fake headline there. <laughs> I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no. Winston threw 30 interceptions, and he had over 30 touchdowns last year. Several people joke that he's going from 30-30 to 20-20. But it certainly raises some interesting questions about the former number one overall pick. At times, you watch him, and you go, wow. And then there are two plays later, you go, wow, for a different reason. And maybe LASIK, and to Jameis Winston's credit, he didn't say, hey, I got bad eyesight, that's why I'm throwing all these interceptions. We inferred that, but he never said that, never used that as an excuse. But maybe LASIK will help him be a little more consistent. There were points last year when it seemed like the Bucs were going to move on from him. It's not easier to replace somebody who throws for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. It's easy to move on from somebody who throws 30 interceptions. With Winston... There's room for improvement. I've always maintained that he tries to do too much. Like there's, there's a little too much farve in his play that he thinks he can squeeze it in there. He can make the impossible play. Maybe it's going to come down to his vision. He's a free agent. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to find out if the Bucs can see a clear future with Jameis Winston under center. This program brought to you by the great folks at 1-800-Flowers. If the bouquet that you're going to get for your wife or significant others, looks like the bouquet that we got here in the man cave. Man, you are set. Ready to go. 1-800-Flowers. They got an amazing offer. 
just for our listeners here. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You'll see that radio icon. Enter the code PATRICK. Good luck with that. All right. McLevin, are you sold now on Jameis Winston that this will help him? I don't think it can hurt. I'm actually bizarrely excited for this. Everybody else in the room is like, ah, it's not going to make a difference. I think it's kind of hard to see. You know, the Bucks have this kind of a weird uniform. You know, he, he'll be able to pick out the defenders better. Well, he should realize that the, the color, the vibrancy of the Buccaneers colors are easy to pick out. So if you're throwing, you throw to that color. I have horrible eyesight. If I take off my glasses and you said, hey, can you throw a football and find the guy that's on your team? I'm going to be able to find the guy on my team. But I also got a cannon for an arm, too. <laughs> Dialed in. Yes, yes. Wasn't McLovin. there some positive momentum around Jameis at the end of last year? It's some good games, and it might just be because you love watching him. I can't remember, but I feel like there's like a little bit of a Jameis uptick going on, This even before Lacey. I, I think Bruce Arians is a, a great quarterback whisperer, but I don't know. I, I don't need to see any more Jameis Winston. The, I, Leading the league in passing yards, 5,109. Yeah. But but I don't know if that's a great thing because normally you're losing. Like you're behind, so you're throwing that often. But he's got a lot of talent. But you go back to Florida State, and I just thought that he would take – the risk and the reward with him is really, really dangerous. And, and it, it feels like it's more of the decision-making process than his eyesight. That would be me playing amateur, you know, psychologist or therapist here for Jameis Winston. Yes, Paul. Don't you want to know who initiated the eye doctor appointment? That's all I want to know. Was Jameis like, you know, I'm going in for my yearly checkup, or did like the quarterback coach go, "We want to go through everything. We want to look at everything that's possible here before we sign you up." I, I really wonder that. But he's a free agent, right, McLevin? Yeah, he will hit free agency. Okay, uh, they could tag him. Well, it depends on who Tampa thinks they need and they can get. Because there are varying reports out of Detroit that uh, the Lions might be trying to move Matthew Stafford and trade or, or and keep that pick and go with Tua. Somebody is going up to get Tua, in my opinion. I, I said that even before he got the healthy checkup. Somebody's going there. Because remember a year ago, if I said to you, hey, Tua is not going to be the number one quarterback. You'd be like, who's going to be the number one quarterback? Trevor Lawrence can't come out. Fields can't come out. And then if I would have said, hey, Joe Burrow at LSU, you would have said, you're crazy. Now, if I say this to you this year for next year's draft, hey, Trevor Lawrence won't be the number one quarterback taken. You'd say, you're crazy. It happens. It, al- it happens almost every year where we look at a quarterback and you go, oh, that guy can't miss. Because he's not eligible to come out. Oh, that guy can't miss. No, that's the guy you'd take. Tua, to me, the general consensus was he was going to be the number one quarterback taken. If he's healthy, do you? does Detroit say, if we can move Stafford, we take a hit with the salary cap, but we move on, we have a five-year window. If you said I could do that, I would do that. Yes, McLevin. Why not keep Stafford and sit to a for a year like, you know, the old model they did with Carson Palmer and John Kenna? Well, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks who do that uh, or are in that position. What if Stafford has an unbelievable year? 
Now, you can say that that moves his trade market up a little bit there. I just don't want to get into a situation. By the way, the Lions denied that that was the case, that they're shopping Matthew Stafford. You know, I don't know if... Uh, I think the uh, the report, uh, according to uh, a Detroit Lions official, 100% false with moving Matthew Stafford. I think they're I think they're quietly trying to move Matthew Stafford. I would, because I've seen I've seen his work, and he's coming off an injury. And if I can get Tua, and now I have my five year window. Matt Patricia, if you said to Matt Patricia, "Hey, Tua is going to be healthy." And you can move on from Matthew Stafford. What are you going to get from Matthew Stafford? Can you get a, a a couple of ones? Could you get a one and a couple of two? Like I don't know what his trade value is, especially coming off the injury. But and I don't want to bring him in at that price. This is really he's thirty two years of age. Yeah, McLovin. What if somebody jumps them to get to it too? Would I feel like Justin Herbert's the heir apparent to Stafford and says like big strong arm guy? And I I've know. heard Herbert and Lions too. Yeah, because of the you know well, kind of big arm thing. But that might be if the Lions trade down and then they could still get Justin Herbert. I I wouldn't be taking Justin Herbert that high. But quarterbacks rise. Josh Allen. Oh, rose, I know. I know. I know. I know. But you know, people are still not sure about Josh Allen. Even though they Buffalo did jump into the game and, and they got him, but uh, you know with, with Tua, and remember the report that came out that Tua's family was worried the Lions were going to take him. And I wonder if he'll sit that first year, no matter where he goes, because how many of these quarterbacks nowadays they all sit for the most part, half a season. Now Jared Goff did. Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Mahomes did. If I'm the Lions and you could get Tua and you and you want to build a five-year window here, now you have it. Matthew Stafford, you're not going to be able to build around him. It's different to do it that way because of the money that he makes. Tua, now I get him. Now I can build around him. Yeah, Paul. You ready for the hot, unfounded rumor of the day? Hot, 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 hot. This should be a segment, Hot Unfounded Rumor of the Day. The Chicago Bears are rumored to be shopping Khalil Mack to the Washington Redskins for the number two pick, which people think they would go a different direction at quarterback. That is the hot rumor based off nothing in Chicago. Now, let's say that was a real trade possibility, but that's a hot one. You're talking about other teams that might trade up to the two spot. Okay, Khalil Mack, very expensive. Trade into the Redskins, which would be classic Redskins to pass on Tua because they don't need a quarterback in theory but so you trade Khalil Mack to move then to the you could spot. get an heir apparent to Khalil Mack in Chase Young right and I get a little bit more draft capital there and a cheaper player yes or a quarterback and you can move on from Mitchie right after this season cleanly yeah yikes I think they need to see one more year with Trubisky I would, I would, vote, I would like to not see that yeah, well, <laughs> you may not have a choice there. Like, I have the red zone. I, I actually would like to remove the Bears from my red zone, just have the other teams. It's tough. Well, they're rarely in the red zone, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> nice! Yeah. But they, yeah, I'm here all day. It's actually true. <laughs> yes, McLovin. <laughs> By the way, I was kind of feeling Dwayne Haskins at the end of the year. I didn't like that he was above Case Keenum, but there's some... I feel like the well, they better have something. They, they got an, one more year, it feels like, with Dwayne Haskins 
and figure out if that's the guy that I mean they what was he the 15th pick overall yeah so okay I mean it's not like a top five quarterback he just hasn't played a lot if you get Khalil Mack on defense giving him good field position then maybe but look at what happened to Josh Rosen like he is so forgotten he got one year that was it and then couldn't win the job in Miami and now he's in QB limbo all right uh, we'll come up with a poll question here. The Astros press conference coming up at the bottom of the hour, and a couple of players are uh, talking here. If I went around the room and I said, you got one question to ask and you know that you're going to get an answer. By the way, Wall Street Journal's done a wonderful job on this story, and uh, they were writing about, talking about how these players got immunity. That's all that the baseball, the uh, commissioner wanted, you know, Total transparency. Give us everything, and uh, we'll send you on your merry way. That's it. But if if I got these guys privately and I could ask you one question, and you were going to answer it. Now, Dusty Baker, you know, I feel bad that he's going there. Dusty's walking in there, and he probably won't have a question asked. I mean, they might say, hey, you know, how are you personally going to help, you know, these guys move on with this? What would be your advice to your players with this? Uh, I mean, Dusty's going to go, hey, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Paulie, I'll start with you. You got one question. Who are you asking it to of those who will be there the, for the Astros? The two players, Altuve and Bregman. Yeah. Yes or no, did you cheat to get to and win the 2017 World Series? Yes or no, did you cheat to get to and win the 2017 World Series? Okay. Yes or no. Astros apologist, Todd Fritz. Who was the initial person that came up with this whole scam about cheating? Okay. And uh, that's... Uh, that's about, one yeah, question. I, I know, I wanted to... I, Sorry, I thought Todd, about part two, that's it. Less is more. Right. You know, see, I keep telling you. And you got your Astros uh, polo on today. I do. Flying the colors. My, my presser. He's got his Lance Armstrong uh, yellow kit on as well. Yeah. Yes. I can't ask... I can't ask... No, the you get what's one question. That's very frustrating. But it, you had a great question. I know. Paulie had said something yesterday that I really liked, which I think. And then you it, ruined it. No, but I think it deserves an answer. Can I just say it? Even though my first one's okay. the only one that counts. All right, go ahead. Is if, you, uh, if you guys didn't get caught, how likely would it be that you would just be continuing to cheat like this for months and years uh, to come? Continuing. The if you didn't get caught, would you still be cheating? Yeah. Okay. That's a tighter way to say it. McLovin, one question. Did the cheating continue after 2017? Okay. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. Dusty, do you think you <laughs> handled Pryor and Wood correctly? <laughs> Jesus, God, fantastic! Oh, I, got, I need a minute. <laughs> Dusty, if we could just go back for a minute, yeah. to oh. seventeen let's go, years ago. Yeah, let's go back to Kerry <laughs> Wood and Mark Pryor. The only two pitchers in baseball to throw four thousand pitches that I know, year. I know. What are they stealing signs? Mi- <laughs> I, I get I get an ill stomach when he said that. <laughs> How badly did you ruin Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood's careers? We'll hang up and listen. Um, yeah. Sorry. Even the 2016 World Series doesn't make up for it. Oh, God. Yeah, so the, the, the Astros are sort of facing the fire. But then the reporters showed up yesterday, and they had no access to the players. Like the Astros said, nobody's going to be available today. This isn't going away. Like you, the, the more you do that, the more it feels like you really have something to hide. Now, 
I know they're hiding behind their immunity here, and they can say, all you have to do is have, they should have had this press conference a long time ago. A one-time only, winner take all, we'll take, you know, take your questions, we'll answer them the best we can, and then you move on. Because then you can say, I've already addressed that. That's all. What was Alex Bregman's response when he was asked about this? The commissioner made his ruling. He said that 15 times. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The commissioner made his ruling, which we all know. Yeah, we, we do know that. Where's Verlander? He usually has something to say about everybody else. So, I mean, I don't know what he says. Hey, I didn't benefit. Well, yes, the pitching staff benefited because the hitters were putting up numbers here. But I don't know if this goes away anytime soon because this entire year is going to be not based on the Astros, but the regular season, wherever the Astros go, will be a story and continue to be a story. If they play well, oh, you guys cheating. If they don't play well, oh, you guys needed to cheat. It's not going away. But we'll uh, monitor this press conference that's coming up in uh, about 15 minutes from now, the Astros spring training home. We're going to settle on a poll question. Also, I, I want to talk about Miles Garrett being reinstated here because there's still that issue of that comment of, Hey, Mason Rudolph used a racial slur. So we'll talk about that. Do we have finality? Any answer to that? He just got reinstated. That was it. And I think Miles Garrett had a tweet about that. It's sort of sticking by with that story. If I'm the commissioner, don't you want to at least know about this? Does he have an answer on this? Because it doesn't feel like that. What poll question are we going to go with, McLevin, or do you want to wait until after I the do, break? I, I just got caught up uh, looking at the 1970s Dodgers depth chart with Dusty Baker. Real quick before, better infield, 70s Dodgers or 70s Reds? Okay. So I got Say at third, Russell at short, Lopes at second, and Garvey at first. Right. And I got Socha at catching. Does, I guess you count the catcher. Does that have to be part of the conversation? Well, yeah, yeah, because I get Johnny Ben. It's Socha and Jaeger platooning. Okay. I got Bench, big advantage, Tony Perez, Hall of Famer, and equal to, if not better than Steve Garvey, Joe Morgan, better than Davey Lopes, Davey Concepcion, better than Bill Russell, and I got Pete Rose at third, better than Ron Say. So what's the question? Wow. Exactly. Cincinnati, true and true. Yes. We'll take a break here. I'm trying to get back into the good graces of Cincinnati after my Joe Burrow Bengals take... Uh, 19 after the hour. Take a break. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you purchase supplies for a small to mid-sized business, Zorro.com, Z-O-R-O.com is your go-to resource. At Zorro, you'll find all the things that keep a business running no matter what kind of business you're in. Zorro offers tools, safety equipment, cleaning, maintenance supplies, office and shipping, automotive, industrial equipment, and more, including the specialty items you can't find anywhere else. Whether you're shopping for an office, a factory, a contracting business, a machine shop, a sports talk radio show, you can get exactly what you need. And when you shop at Zorro, you'll find brands that you already know and trust, like 3M, Prestone, Stanley Black & Decker, Schneider Electronic, Rubbermaid, all all at competitive prices. And if you want fast, free shipping, it's yours when you spend $50 or more. And if you have a question, a return, or need help finding exactly the right item, count on Zorro's customer service team based right here in the United States. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan. That's Z-O-R-O dot com slash Dan. And sign up for Zmail and get 15% off your first order. Zorro.com. All you need to make your business go. 
speaking of interviews, we had Oliver Luck on. He's the commissioner of the XFL. And uh, it got picked up by a few places, including uh, Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio had a post on that. Also, I, I felt bad for Oliver Luck when he said that uh, his son, Andrew Luck, is just home babysitting. And then, of course, he uh, felt the wrath of those who say, you don't babysit your own kids. I'm sure that Oliver Luck didn't mean that he was babysitting, but uh, misspoke, and that seemed to be that seemed to bother a lot of people. You don't babysit your own kids. Okay, all right. All right, so what's the poll question we're going to have, McLovin? Okay, I, well, we're going to ignore the best infield discussion over here, but it's getting too heated. Uh, a couple quick questions. Well, no, we can talk about that. I just had somebody who uh, from ESPN who says the greatest single season infield ever. Um, how about the Milwaukee Brewers? Now, is a single season is that a stat analysis? Well, he's got yeah. Well, he's got war thrown in here. So, yeah. good God, I, 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 you know, I'm not even a Cincinnati Reds fan, but I don't know if it's that close with that Reds infield in, well, our, in our generation since 1970. But the yeah, because if I'm going to look at the totality of this with an infield, like you know, Cecil Cooper is not a Hall of Famer. Jim Gantner is not a Hall of Famer. Robin Yount and Paul Molitor are. All right, who's the catcher? I don't think they had a, a great catcher back then. Oh, yeah. Ted Simmons? Was was Ted the uh, that year? 82, I'll check. Okay. Well, he was a good player for them. He wasn't a, he was great in St. Louis, but he wasn't I don't think he had great numbers in Milwaukee. Yes, McLeod. Doesn't it have to be a steroid era team that has better numbers? Like I was thinking the A Rod's Rangers teams when they had him and Teixeira or Palmero. Like I and it doesn't it shouldn't even count, but I would think there'd be an infield with better if you're just doing war and stuff like that. The steroid era numbers went so crazy. How could the seventies Reds compete with that? I mean, maybe they can. Yeah, but they, I mean, these stats aren't crazy with the the Brewers here. You know, you got three guys who hit three hundred. Gander hit two ninety five. Okay, but Tony Perez is a Hall of Famer. Joe Morgan's a Hall of Famer. Davey Concepcion is a borderline Hall of Famer. Johnny Bench is a Hall of Famer, and Pete Rose we know is a Hall of Famer. Just didn't get it inducted. That's all. So what other infield can you put up that would match that? And I'd be you'd be hard-pressed. You really would be. Yeah, Paul. And if you're going to go by numbers by era and how they grow from era to era with power, then you're going to say Johnny Unitas wasn't in the top 100 quarterbacks of all time with his stats. Bart Starr wouldn't be in the top 1,000 quarterbacks based off. It's, it's greatness during your era. And that Reds team, David Concepcion was is as good or better than Ozzie Smith as a fielder. And, and people don't talk about fielding, but he was a he was an entertaining fielder. You saw him. Yeah, but he was a good hitter, too. Yeah. Yeah, Todd. I'd say the Reds are the best, too, but in the conversation, how about the Phillies from the early 80s? You got Rose, Trio, Boa, Schmidt. That's worth being in the conversation if we're going to bring the Brewers in. So, wait a minute. Well, Pete wasn't a... No. 1980, okay. World Series, Game 1, looking at a box score that has Rose at first, Manny Trio at second, Larry Boa at short, and Michael Jack Schmidt at third. That's... And then they Wrong. had Darren Dalton as their catcher. Now Boone at that point. Oh, Boone? Yeah. Okay. It's still not better than the Reds. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't come close. I got Bench, arguably the greatest catcher of all time. Perez, you know, Pete Rose is the winningest player of all time. Concepcion was a spectacular fielder and clutch hitter. Perez, one of the great clutch hitters of all time and a Hall of Famer. And I had Joe Morgan, 
who he could say is the greatest. So I have the greatest second baseman, perhaps, of all time and the greatest catcher of all time. I got the winningest guy with the most hits. And then you throw in Davey Concepcion. I mean, that, that's you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody better than that. Yankees, any Yogi Berra, Phil Rizzuto, infields? Phil Rizzuto, no. Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know, but that's... Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. No. Moose Scourin. I know. Yes, Paul. I love your, uh, you know, you, you don't root anymore, but your, I don't even say defense, your love of the 70s Reds is still transparent. Well, because of my age of and then able to see them and then understand their greatness. And, you know, they, they withstand the test of time. Not, not all of these teams withstand the test of time, but they, they do. In their era, I, you would be hard-pressed to find somebody who would say you had a better infield than the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine. Yeah, Paul. I know you know this, but, you know, Jerry West comes on his show, and I know it's one of the, your career thrills that Jerry West has become a, a regular guest. But I also think that you, and I know you've said this before, deep down love this, loves the fact that Johnny Bench listens to this show, calls in from time to time, comes and hangs out with us. I mean, if I told you when you were 17 that Johnny Bench was going to be a regular on oh, the show, yeah. you would have you'd been like, that's, that's not a, a world I can envision. Well, any of these. The fact that when Jerry West sits down on the show or he calls in and we talk, I, I, I still just, I think, that's Jerry West who's talking. Like, this isn't supposed to happen. What am I doing? I know. It's just, it, it does. When you get to that point where I watched, I followed, idolized, covered, and then all of a sudden, here they are as, as people who... Johnny Bench, his son came to one of the shows in Miami at the Super Bowl. And his son brought all these Johnny Bench bobblehead dolls. Like, it's still, I, I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it, and uh, it's, it's never lost on me when you get these people who, uh, who show up. Yes, McLovin. Highest war, 2009 Yankees, A-Rod, Jeter, Teixeira, Cano. All right, I had two cheaters. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, so I had two <laughs> cheaters. That, that's going to take you down a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's a great lineup. That's why I was wondering if Sheridan is going to have some of those lineups. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great lineup there. But I can't sit here and look at Cano and A-Rod and go, oh, okay, I'll give you that. It's interesting. A lot of people take the catcher out of the conversation. Yeah, but I'm not going to. And here's one last one. The 9 Rays have a huge uh, war with Carlos Pena, Ben Zobris, Jason Bartlett, and Evan Longoria. Well, that's why war is stupid. <laughs> that's, these were good. Okay. Were is that an all-time infield? No. Okay, but, are, but they're looking at one year, aren't they? Yeah, they're, oh, they're, these are all one-year yeah, wonders. Yeah, I'm talking about, now granted, it would be hard to keep the Big Red Machine together nowadays because they'd be too expensive. But if you look at that group and how long they were together, you know, give me a team that had sustainability like that. And, oh, this guy said by 76, Perez had already seen his better days go past him. That's a oh, fighting words. And then he went on to play at, what, Montreal? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, he made the All-Star game in 76 yeah. and hit like 300. <laughs> he was a great clutch hitter. If you ask any of those Reds, Johnny Bench could call in right now, and I would say to Johnny, who was the one guy you wanted at the plate with the game on the line? I think Johnny would even say Tony Perez. He was a great, great clutch hitter. Yeah, Paul. There's always stories you see, uh, an athlete who's identified with a city and beloved I got, and again, I'm going to go to you on this. Johnny Bench, I can remember visiting Cincinnati when I was a kid, and there's stuff all over. There's like billboards. He was there for 15, 17 years. Yep. All star, what, 12, 13 times? 
He's as identified with any town as any athlete. Yeah. I see that the uh, press conference has started, and Jim Crane, the owner for the Astros, is reading a statement. This will never happen again on my watch. I don't care about if it'll happen again. It did happen on your watch. Just tell me about it. Like, just let us behind the curtain. We'll let you keep all the hardware, all the trophies. I I would say to Jim Crane, are, you why didn't you punish your own players? You fired a manager and fired a GM. Why didn't you punish your own players? I know baseball said they weren't going to. Well, let's see if there's any juicy comments here with uh, this Astros press conference. Also, there was a story yesterday. Big Twitter storm. McLevin, should I go to what your poll question is? Oh, yeah. Actually, I was thinking about, I think, are you going towards that coach that we talked about before the show? Is that what you're talking about, the Twitter storm? Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I was wondering if that a poll question. Um, If you were Eric Bieniemy, would you take... Uh, stay as a Kansas City Chiefs offense coordinator or take the head coaching job at Colorado, which is rumored to be possibly offered to him? Well, it should be offered to him. He yeah. played there. He was a star player there. Um, the Twitter storm started yesterday. Mike Lombardi started this. Is Who's Mike with? I, th- I don't know if he's with anyone right now. He might be in the media. I'll double check that. Well, his, his handle he, is M. Lombardi NFL. Right. He used to be... You know, he was in that Belichick crew. He was a GM of the Browns. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if he's still in the league right now. He started it with a tweet, and then there were some follow-ups. Uh, Mike Lombardi says, Bill Walsh always said, if you want to be a head coach, go be a head coach. Eric Bieniemy should take the Colorado job if offered and show the world that he can be a head coach. There are no perfect jobs, just jobs you make perfect. Okay. Uh, then you had a Sam Mellinger. Beat guy for the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, I kind of hate this. A perfect job for one person is a bad job for another. Bienemy has interviewed for seven NFL jobs, zero college jobs. He's shown that he's that he what he's interested in shouldn't have to give up on that if he doesn't want to. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Trey Porter. Coach Porter. I it just uh, that's that is someone who does not have a blue check mark, just a random tweet okay. that is symbolic of a lot of them. And then he sends uh, he, he goes after Mike Lombardi and says, "So you're recommending a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator take a college job at probably the worst program in the Pac-12 a year after Cliff Kingsbury goes 35 and 40 in the Big 12 and took the Pac-12 offensive job for a month and then got a head coaching job in the NFL." He's got a point there. Um, Mike Lombardi is a writer at The Athletic. Thank you, Todd. Um, look, I don't want to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't do. If, if you want to take a job, then take the job at your alma mater. But if you want to be a head coach in the NFL, then prove it again. Show them that they made a mistake. Somebody should have hired you. you know, then I hear this, well, he didn't interview well. I have to believe there are guys who don't interview well who still get a head coaching job because they're really good at their job. Some guys just don't interview well. Some guys really interview well. You know who interviewed well at the Combine? Johnny Manziel. He killed it. Killed it. Eric Bieniemy. he doesn't get enough credit for what the Chiefs have done. He doesn't. It's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. 
And then all by, you know, then oh by the way, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the most dangerous offense in the NFL. Does somebody, you know, this NFL predicated on wide open offenses, if Eric Bieniemy is a true genius and you think that he can make your team better, then I hope somebody gives him a chance there. But to say, oh, he should go back to his alma mater. Hey, take a head coaching job. You don't know when one's going to come up again. He's betting on himself. Well, we don't know that. He might take the Colorado job. Well, but he's betting on himself that he wanted to. He didn't interview for any uh, college jobs. Right. This is the only one he would probably take. If I'm Michigan State, do I want Mel Tucker or do I want Eric Bieniemy? I don't know if Michigan State called Eric Bieniemy. By the way, these coaches, I, I hope Mel Tucker never talks about a, a, you know, a, a, a quarterback portal here where somebody wants to leave because, hey, I'm not leaving. And then all of a sudden, hey, we got some more money. I'm leaving. But when the kids do this, how dare you? You shouldn't be doing that. You should stick to your scout. I mean, come on. And he's just the latest to do this. Yes, McLovin. I like Paulie's analogy that it sounds a little bit like Patrick Ewing going to Georgetown. Like, he's kind of pinned in a position where it's going to be really hard to succeed at the highest level. Because he, I mean, Ewing wanted the NBA job and went back to his alma mater. It doesn't feel like a great path to success at Colorado. But Patrick had been an assistant coach for a long time. I think he realized he wasn't getting a head coaching job. Gotcha. Where Biennemi, how old is Biennemi? Well, he played in 90. Is he, he in his 40s? Uh, probably he's 50 years old. He's 50? 50. Yep. So it's close now. You know, it, it, it's close whether he's going to get a head coaching job or not in the NFL, it feels like. If he has another great season this year, and with all of those weapons and Mahomes there, you, you would think that, that he would get another opportunity here in the NFL. The chance to go back to your alma mater is really good because, or really bad because eventually it feels like you might get fired. Like Chris Mullen went back to St. John's. It didn't go well. And then, you know, that, that was one of those, hey, mutual parting here. No, it feels like he got fired. You just don't want to say that about Chris Mullen at St. John's. Yeah, Paul. Biennemi has coached at Colorado twice before. His first coaching job was Colorado running backs coach in 01. Then he went back to Colorado in 2011 to be the offensive coordinator. Then he went to the Chiefs, and he's been on that run since. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. I was surprised. I remember him as a good player. He was third in the Heisman voting. Yeah. His, no, Eric Bieniemy was a really good running back. That was that was a fun team. And why is it Colorado? Why is Colorado? We were talking about this before the show. Why is it not an elite program? In 1990, it was. It was right there all the time. I, you don't know how it how a program is built, who's building it, and how are they building it. You know, you got athletic director, president, boosters. Like it takes more than just a coach when you're building something like that. And Colorado had something. Georgia Tech won a national title. I mean, you have these sort of random blips where you go, oh, that's right. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah, remember when Nebraska was good? Oh, oh too soon. Wow. That was terrible. You know that we're beloved in Lincoln, way, Nebraska. I, well, I could have said Florida State, but apparently I'm their favorite son down there, so I couldn't oh, say Oh, that's true. Yeah. A- after your tweet... On the, you are Mr. Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, I can't walk down the streets of Tallahassee. Oh, God. Um, Alex Bregman's comment, I'm really sorry about the choices. Uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, you know what? We'll play it. We'll bring it back. I just I, I want to know, like, how bad do you feel here? Yeah, Paul. 
Well, let's put it this way, Dan. We're going to play all of what or what uh, Bregman and Altuve said because they spoke together for a total of 88 seconds. Their two statements total. I, I timed them. Oh, they just did statements? Yeah, no questions. 88 seconds 88 for two seconds. people to recap uh, years of cheating. That is sad. Back to you. Yes, Todd. But to be fair, they were told as soon as they hear a bung in the guard, <laughs> they have to stop talking. So someone hit something. <sighs> that comment while wearing an Astros shirt. Good doesn't job. Fit, doesn't fit. Play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Left side, got it. I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Right in front of the Lakers fans. And they were enjoying it. Oh, LeBron. One hand with authority. It forces a quick. Was it? Is it a timeout? No, delay of game. Oh, by delay the of game. Too many players jumping out on the court. Courtesy of the Lakers Television Network, Lakers needed overtime to put away the Nuggets. LeBron with a triple-double, 32-14-12. Lakers go into the All-Star break, 41-12. It's going to be tough to catch them if they stay healthy. Then you'll have load management perhaps late in the regular season, but it looks like the Western Conference is going to go through the Lakers. Lakers beating the Nuggets in overtime. They won 17 consecutive road games versus the Western Conference. That's the longest road winning streak by a team versus its own conference since conferences were established back in 1970. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. I still love watching LeBron play. You know, it's a shame, though, you know, being on the West Coast, it's just, you know, when, when he decided to go there, the NBA had to cringe a little bit from the standpoint of it seemed like that it was top-heavy in the Western Conference where that's where the stars were. Whether it was Luka or James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, um, Damian Lillard. I'd love to stay up and watch those games, but that's why I think ratings are down, or at least that's a... Part of the reason why ratings are down, you just can't watch the games. Now you, you know, it's 16 to 12, and you go, all right, got to go to bed. I'm wimpy, though. Luca came back last night, had a great game. I feel bad for Damian Lillard. Doesn't this feel like this is Damian Lillard that, you know, we don't really know about him in college? You know, we, we be begrudgingly look at his greatness in the NBA. He has this unbelievable month where it felt like he was averaging 50 points, and now he gets injured and won't be there for the All-Star game. It felt like this would be the moment the national media would be able to put their arms around Damian Lillard and say, hey, nice job, bud. No, Team's not great, but you are great. A special player, and he doesn't even get that opportunity. Play of the Day is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Right now... An amazing offer on beautiful Valentine's Day bouquets and arrangements to order. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the promo code PATRICK. All right. Astros had their press conference. Their owner, Jim Crane, is still talking. The players didn't talk that long. Here's Alex Bregman. 
And his one comment that he had. Thank you, Jim. I have some brief remarks that I'd like to share with y'all. I'm really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. I've learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. I would also like to thank the Astros fans for all of their support. We as a team are totally focused on moving forward to the 2020 season. Thank you. Okay. That clears all of that up. <laughs> I'm good. No more questions. Yes, Paul. I actually overstated. He addressed the meat of the topic, the cheating, for 17 seconds in his 45-second statement. Here's Jose Altuve's statement. Thank you, Jim, and thank you, Alex. Uh, I also will be brief. We had a great uh, team meeting last night, and I want to say that the whole Astros organization and the team uh, feel bad about what happened in in 2017, <clears throat> we especially feel remorse for the impact in our fans and the gain of baseball. And our team is determined to, to move forward, to play with intensity, and to bring back a championship to Houston in, in 2020. Thank you. All righty. That's Jose Altuve. Yes, Eaton. I also want to say sorry for that. $151 million contract I signed in 2018 <laughs> immediately after all of this happened. I apologize. Here is the owner, Jim Crane. I was curious why he's not punishing his own players. MLB clearly stated that people leading the baseball operation and field operation should be held accountable for these actions, and I agree with them. Our GM and manager were not only suspended for a year, we went above and beyond and fired them. MLB also acknowledged that the players should not be punished for the failure of our leadership. The leaders enabled, condoned, and did not stop those actions that happened. I also agree that our players should not be punished for these actions. These are a great group of guys who did not receive proper guidance from their leaders. I'd be curious to ask Jim Crane, so do you blame the training staff or doctors, not your players, if players were taking steroids? So, the, I mean, it, apparently it's not the player's fault. Trainer or doctor told them what to take. They benefited, but hey, it's not their fault. Yes, Don. But proper guidance, it sounds like they're not like kids and they're running around a classroom because there's a substitute teacher. They're adults and they, they're responsible for their behavior. And that's, it's ridiculous to say they didn't have the proper guidance. They're not 10-year-olds that are just running around because the teacher left the classroom. And the coach, the manager, and the GM are expendable. The players aren't. By the way, Jim Crane said something. I, I got to listen to this, though. I, I, You're not going to believe it. This is unbelievable. All right, I, I'll have that for you coming up top of next hour. Also, I want to talk about Miles Garrett being reinstated. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Thursday, Dan Patrick Show. <laughs> 